Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm so glad to be here today. My family is so blessed to be in this community. This community is of believers. Grateful to be mentored by pastors and leaders who are really the best of the best. Today is Connect Sunday. The balloons, the donuts, right? I, I, I want to assure you today, calories don't count. Calories don't count today because it's Connect Sunday. It's Connect Sunday. In this church, we emphasize the importance of community. Today, the title of my message is Better Together. Better together. I want to share a scripture from Hebrews 10, 24. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day, capital letters, day, D, we are living in the last days, and the Bible encourages us to keep meeting. Don't stop meeting together. It's so important. Community is so important. The Bible is so clear. And Jesus, Jesus, he modeled it for us, right? While he was walking on earth, he was always going to his disciples' homes. He was eating with them. He was breaking bread, joking with them, talking with them. Jesus was in community. Jesus went to a small group, right? But being in a small group can be a messy thing. It can be an uncomfortable thing at first because you can get in and get out of church like a ninja, and then, like, nobody really knows you, nobody really sees you. But then when you're in a, in a small group, you're going to meet the same people consistently, right? And so it's very hard to, it can be daunting at first, right? It, it's very hard to, for us to get out of our comfort zone and, oh, I'm going to meet these people. Will I like them? Will they like me? But I want to tell you, I want to encourage you today that we are better together. We are better together. Today, I'm going to share... Four expectations surrounding community, okay? If you, if you will, it's going to be four truth bombs, okay? <laughs> the first expectation that we, is that we have to be realistic. We have to be realistic. You know, recently I've come to the realization that I'm pretty hard to please in certain ways. Yeah, I, I may be smiling and nice like this, but you wouldn't, you, you, I know you don't believe it, but then I'm telling you, I'm being vulnerable up here, okay? <laughs> so that I, 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 I realize that my desire, that, that like I, I, I'm always craving that one more detail, that one more thing that would make me happy or that would make life better. I was always craving that and I realized that my desire to fulfill that longing is affecting those closest to me. So one, one particular occasion that always puts me in limbo is my birthday. I can't, I can't seem to make up 
my mind on what I want. And, and my husband, my husband is a good man. He's a very good man. Yeah, and then two weeks before my birthday, he would all, we would always have this conversation. And he would say, oh, your birthday is coming soon. So what do you want for your birthday? And then I'm like, um, hmm, I don't really know what I want. But in my mind, oh, I'm thinking of a thousand things that I would want, you know? <laughs> thinking of a thousand things. I don't know what I want. I don't know what, oh, this is good. Oh, that is good. Oh, this. And then at the same time, I was expecting him to read my mind and know what I want. I, I don't know what I want, but I expect him to read my mind and know what I want. So, I, I don't know what kind of prophetic gifting is that, Pastor Yogan. I don't know what kind of prophetic gift, but I was expecting my husband to operate under that kind of prophetic <laughs> gifting. So, so what... So what happened was sometimes I was thinking out loud too. I was watching the Food Network with my kids, right? Oh, Beat Bobby Flay and all those shows. We love those shows. We watch it together as a family. And then one, one time I saw them making pasta, the, that machine thing, you know. Then I was like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we, we have that machine? And guess what? My husband was paying attention. <laughs> he ran out and bought, that, bought a pasta maker. Happy birthday, here. Uh, okay. That's not really what I want. And then, and then the following year, it was something else. You know, I, I was like thinking out like, oh, you know, I'm running, uh, my perfume bottle is running out. <gasps> so that good man ran out to buy. And then, and then came home, I'm like, oh, 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 thank you, but uh, okay, okay. That's not exactly my favorite, but I didn't tell him. I didn't want to hurt him, his feelings, okay? But, but I didn't use it a lot either. So, so the next year, he got smart. He got clever. He's a smart man, very intelligent. Don't be fooled. He's always like kind and nice, but oh, super intelligent. So he got clever. He got clever. The next year, there was no gift, but there was a card with cash inside. He says, happy birthday. Please go shopping and buy something you would like. Yeah. Yeah, so I realized, I realized that I was not only hard to please, I was impossible to please. You could say that my discontentment with my birthday celebrations mirrored a broader problem with my expectation of things. My expectations created a reality in which nothing was ever good enough for me. When I first came to church, I brought along the same unrealistic expectations of what I thought church should be. I expected church people to be all wonderful and perfect. Surely, surely you guys are followers of Jesus. Surely you never had a bad thought. Surely you never got angry. Surely you never yell. You never yell at your kids when they, when they misbehave, right? Surely, right? You guys are all perfect, right? Right? And you know, when I first came to church, I even, I even expected, wow, Christians, church people, wow, they must be so holy. I even expected you to have a halo around you. You know those early Renaissance painting? Saint Bartholomew, Saint Peter. Like I expected that, but no, 
I have, I have been in other churches, in other denominations, in other countries, everywhere. I had never seen such a group of people. I have never seen such a place, right? I want to share with you a quote by Frank Turek. Frank Turek is a Christian apologist. He wrote the book, a book called, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. <laughs> he... he one time he was interviewed and someone asked him, someone told him, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't think I, is, I, I need to be in the church community because I think that Christians are all hypocrites. In which Frank Turek replied, guess what? We have room for one more. Come on in. <laughs> The fact is, we are all regular people struggling with the same problems, struggling with the same things in life. Our, our children misbehave once in a while, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, we, 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 we got jobs, we lose jobs. You know, we have wins, we have losses, we have mountaintops, we have valley lows. We are regular people. And I realized that people need love as much as I need love. People need forgiveness as, I, as, as much as I need forgiveness. And people need grace as much as I need grace. I needed to stop judging. I needed to look at myself in the mirror. Right Before we judge, let's take a look in the mirror. Are we bring this, being the solution or are we being the problem? You know, I love it. Pastor Jürgen always ended his messages with, Oh, God bless you. Take someone else to lunch today. And at the beginning, I was like, Oh, take someone else to lunch today. <laughs> I look right. I look left. And then it dawned on me. I'm it. I'm taking someone else to lunch today. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I had to have a reality, I had to have a reality check. I had been busy looking for someone to be my friend, but I wasn't actively planning to be a good friend to somebody. I had to change. I realized that when my attitude changed, things started to change around me. I decided to take the initiative. I'm going to get to know some people. I'm going to make some friends. And I walk out to the connect table outside. It was a day like this. It was a day like this where they talk about the importance of community. And I decided, okay, I'm going to walk out to that table and like possibly sign up for a connect group. And I don't know whether you remember Pastor Tessa, but you were there at the table. And you got me connected. You, you, you let me write, write down my name, and then you got me connected. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the truth is, all of us are on a different milestone in our spiritual journey. Some of, some of us just got saved, and you are, we are baby Christian, just learning how to walk with God. And some of us are further along. We don't claim to be perfect. Christians don't claim to be perfect, but we are growing. We are being perfected along the way. Okay, which makes, brings me to expectation number two about being in community. Be prepared to be exposed. Okay. Expose, exposure does not necessarily have to be a bad thing. 
Exposure can be a good thing. It's when you do life with other believers in the community that people truly see you. Right now, they know your name. They know how many kids you have, right? It can be a vulnerable place. You are exposed. But exposure really is a good thing. Now you've gone beyond the high and by. Now, you know, you, you have friends. You are no longer a stranger. We don't want anyone in this church to be a stranger. We want you to be our friend. We want you to be a friend in this church. And when you are around people in communities, sometimes it's true. Your weaknesses will be exposed. People will see you for tr who you truly are. And I will share with you about a weakness that I had. And I did not really, I did not even admit I had a weakness, right? The, you see, I, I was a people pleaser. I did not how to say no to people. Like very gung-ho, you know, people tell you to do this. Yeah, 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 I'll do. Do this. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, I'll do. And I ended up being, spreading myself too thin and then being so exhausted and at the end being offended with everybody, right? It was my connect leaders. He was, it was my connect leaders who taught me the importance of setting healthy boundaries. But you know what? When they first confronted me, I was mad. Like, how dare you? I'm busy saving the world, you know? I was mad. But then when I, when I reflected on what they say, I realized they were right. Healthy boundaries are important. And another weakness that I had, or, or rather a shortcoming that I had was that I, I love to tell stories and I tend to be very long-winded. So, you know, in the Connect group, we will, we will, always, we will, we will always have like a prayer huddle and then, and then the leader would ask, okay, does anybody have a prayer request? How can we pray for you? How can we support you? And oh, when it was my turn, I was like so ready to tell a long-winded grandmother story, and then this happened, and then in 1924, this happened, and then that happened. <laughs> and, then, and then my connect leaders were, okay, 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 yeah, okay, can we hear from the next person, please? So I was like robbing other people from the opportunity to share. And yeah, and I, need, I needed to learn. I needed to learn to stick to only a Focus on the important points, right? Otherwise, today the message will end at 6 p.m. If you're hungry, there's donuts outside if you're hungry, okay? <laughs> right? Being in community will expose your weaknesses. And if you are open to correction, it will do you a lot of good. A tree cannot bear good fruit unless it is pruned. And pruning can be very painful. You know, when your connect leader tells you something that rubs you the wrong way, just take a moment. Maybe it's something that you should listen to. Maybe it's something that, that he, they see in you that is a blind spot. Right? The Bible encourages us to be renewed in our minds and to be, to be transformed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Most of the time, guess what? God does the transformation work through community. You know, people rubbing with each other, it makes friction, right? Right? But then, we must aim to be better. We must aim to be better, not bitter. 
if we are focused on being offended on everything that rubs us the wrong way, we will never grow. Offenses never help anyone. On the contrary, offenses are the baits that Satan uses to paralyze us. We wonder why we can't step into the purpose that God has for us because we were too busy getting offended. You know, it's in the connect group that relationships are built and we are able to speak the truth in love. Right? It's like in a family with your brothers and sisters. You wouldn't think twice to tell your sister, oh, you know, oh, there's spinach stuck in your teeth. Or, right? You wouldn't think twice. You would tell them, right? So we aim to build a family relationship in a connect group that we are able to pull a brother aside and say, hey, you know, you should not talk to your wife that way. Or we were able to pull a sister aside and say, hey, you know, that was kind of dishonoring the way you talk to your husband. Because of Connect Group, my marriage with my husband has been stronger than ever. We were able to watch healthy relationships being modeled. Like you come to church, it's good, but you don't really get that kind of um, small group setting that you get to cultivate relationships like that. I watch Gary and Christine Johnson. I watch Ray and Rochelle Rodriguez. I watch them, wow, the way, wow, wow, Christine calls Gary a champion. Okay, okay, I think I'm going to call my husband a champion too. You know, like you, you watch it model. You know, watching them caused me to take inventory of my, my own relationship. And my rough edges started chipping away. I started to get better. I started to be a better wife. All of us, we have our own ish, right? We are blind to our own ish. We think we are so awesome, but we are blind to our own ish. Bringing our ish into the light will set us free. Okay, sorry. This is not an exposure to bring shame. On the contrary, bringing our ish out of darkness into the marvelous light of God will deal with it and it will lead to healing and restoration. And I'm going to share with you a verse from the Bible. It says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed that you may be healed. You know, sometimes some people might say, oh, you know, my Christian life is a relationship between me and God. Well, it's true, it's true, but you know, this verse shows that while our relationship with God is personal, it's not private. You know, I have found personally that there are some struggles that I had been struggling with for years that I was not able to overcome but I was able to overcome only after I shared with my sisters and brothers in Christ in the Connect group, and they supported me with counsel and prayer that I was able to overcome. In the same way that we are being sharpened and getting our rough edges chipped away by our Connect group, the Connect group is also a place where the goal in us is revealed. Yeah, we expose the weaknesses, but we expose the goal as well. All of you, I believe 
you have hidden giftings and talents that God placed in each and every one of you. And we want to bring that out. We want to bring that out. The same, you know what? The same connect leaders who hurt my feelings with their feedback of my character flaws, <laughs> they were also the same people who saw the potential in me. Yeah. Because I submitted to their leadership and their corrections, they were the ones who recommended me for leadership positions where I can serve and use my talents and giftings for the glory of God. Community really brought out the worst in me, but it also brought out the best in me. And community can do the same for you too. We are really better together as a community. The third point is to be prepared for your family to be blessed. So I'm going to show you a picture of my family. You might have seen some of them. My husband plays the guitar <laughs> for church. <laughs> and then um, my older son, Tristan, um, he's 20 years old. He's a political science student and he, very gifted speaker. And, and then um, Stanley plays the keyboard as well on the worship team. And Christy, you will see her friendly face at the cafe. And also she serves as a junior high leader as well. And then um, Caleb is learning to be a godly man. Yeah. I'm very, very proud of my family. I love them so much. We've been in Awaken for 11 years. Yeah, my kids are really pretty amazing. And I'm not just boasting because I'm their mom, <laughs> but many people have come up to me and I actually get a lot of free lunches and free dinners because people want to know, people want to get parenting tips on how we raise these kids. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> I want to say that I'm not perfect, and I've certainly made mistakes, many mistakes, okay? But I want to share with you today some things that I think we did right, okay? Right, first of all, not to sound boastful, but I consider myself pretty solid in my Bible knowledge, and I'm pretty confident I could teach my own children great theology. But I'm also humble enough to recognize that I am not enough. I am not enough. My children need their leaders in the junior high and the high school ministry. My children need Pastor Deshaun. This man has poured into their lives like a champion. Thank you. Thank you. My, my children need their leaders in the junior high and high school ministry. They need them. I'm not enough. It takes a village to raise a child. Right? They need other Christian role models other than my husband and I. Right? So I want to share with you that also we go to connect group as a family too. Aside from my children being in their own connect groups, in the youth group, they also go with us to a family connect group. And in the family connect group, my children also have other role models, other father figures and mother figures in the couples in our connect group. And it is amazing. I love this kind of solid accountability that we build around our family. So here's what I think we did right with our parenting, okay? Number one, we make church a priority. 
ever, ki- ever since my kids were born, that's all they've ever known. It's just like breathing and eating. That's all they've ever known. That is a part of them. It's a part of them. Now, as they are more grown up, junior high, high school, as I'm speaking now, two of them are at the high school summer camp. Yeah. And if you have a junior hire, it's still not too late to sign up to go to the junior high camp. Your children need that. Your children need that. This is a multi-generational church. This is a church for everyone. There is something for everyone. I love um, Glenn Wilson's message just now. Glenn Wilson is one of our amazing connect leaders of this campus. We are proud to have you. Thank you. So we have something for everyone. Right? Making, and then the second thing, okay, first thing, making church a priority. Second thing, I think we did right, was making connect groups a priority. We go to a family connect group where there are other families with kids too. And then, you know what? If you are single, you, 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 you don't think the family connect group is for you. We have plenty of other groups. Like Pastor Tasha shared just now, there's the fun hiking group, the beach volleyball, the prime. Ooh, the prime. The single adults, the Bible study. We even have a military heroes connect group. So many to choose from. There's something for everyone. Now I'm going to share with you some statistics, okay? This will sound like a little bit like a lecture, but it's good, I promise you. George Barna. George Barna, he's a professor at uh, Arizona Christian University, and he's wrote over 50 books. 50 books. And he wrote a book called Revolutionary Parenting in which he did an extensive research on what parents did to raise spiritual champions. His team conducted more than 10,000 interviews with young adults in their 20s who they identified as spiritual champions and the parents who raised them. He actually searched out those parents who raised these kids. Now, let me define spiritual champions, okay? By spiritual champions, he meant someone who is a follower of Jesus, who accepts the Bible as absolute truth, lives by his principles and seeks ways to impact the world and continually deepen his or her relationship with God. Don't we all want our children to be like that? You want your children to be like that? I want my children to be spiritual champions. So... So George Barna and his team interviewed 10,000 interviews. He interviewed these spiritual champions who have now grown up to be adults. And he went back to look for those parents and he interviewed the parents and found out what they did, exactly what they did to shape these spiritual champions. Are you curious to know the results of the research? Number one most common factor of these champions were Their parents made it a priority to spend time with their children with family conversations that constantly bring in biblical values. Deuteronomy 6, 5 to 7, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. We are grateful for Awaken Academy. But today I want to encourage the parents 
who maybe the, you are a single mother or a single father and you don't have the option to homeschool your children, you don't have that option, I want to encourage you today. According to this research, your conversations with them are important. You can have conversations with them while driving them to school, when you're having dinner, even at home while watching TV. You can have conversations with them. You know, the world, the, loud, the, the voices of the wor world may be very loud, but guess what? The good news is your voice is even more important in your children's lives. Okay, number two from this research was that these revolutionary parents made an effort to make faith activities a family priority. Faith activities like attending church services regularly, being involved in a small group, attending church events, events such as what you saw, you know, Baha Mission Trip, uh, high school rally, all these events. If you make it a priority and, and, you, and, and do it as a family, the children will know that it's important in your life, yeah. right? The activities that we fill our lives with will send a message to our children about what is important in life. If you're constantly missing church and refusing to join a connect, oh, I don't like to be around church people. You, you are saying it out loud and your children are hearing it, right? We can pray on our own at home. We can read the Bible ourselves. You don't have to go to junior high or high school camp. You are already going to soccer camp or surf camp. So if you are saying, having these conversations, when your kids are not used to being in a community of faith, they are not going to want it. They are not going to miss it. When they have graduated high school and are out in college or the working world, do you think they are going to look for a church community? Guess what conversations they are hearing in their head? Oh, you don't need to go to church. You can be on your own. Yeah. I'm sorry. The, the truth is our children are watching us and they are imitating our behavior. Number three, ooh, number three. Number three was that revolutionary children were children who could see that their parents were growing spiritually. <sighs> revolutionary parents were people who constantly work on their own spiritual growth. This is a direct quote from the book, okay? Quote, those adult children noted that the example set by their parents continues to have an effect on how they live their lives today. Our children are watching us. It's time we examine our priorities. It's not just about lip service, not just about, oh, I love God. Yeah, I want my children to grow up to be godly people. What does your calendar look like? Does your calendar reflect your priorities? How does your family's faith activities look like? Are your kids in an environment where they watch you discuss your faith openly? They watch you share testimony about your faith. That when they are out in college and out in the world, 
they can confidently and they can confidently share their own faith without fear because they've watched you do it right Right, what can we do today to spur our own spiritual growth? Our lifestyle must show where our real priorities are. I'm going to share a verse from Judges 2.10. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. How sad is that? How sad is that? It's quiet in the room, and I sense that I, you know, uh, I sense that I want to minister to parents today. And, you know, whether your children are still with you or your children have grown up, I'm very sure that you have done what was best for them. This is not meant to condemn anyone. I want to share with you today that God can redeem anything, anything. If it's any consolation, I want to tell you that I myself grew up in a household that never went to church. Um, my parents became believers after I, I got saved, and that's a beautiful story for another day. But I want to share with you that even though I did not know about Jesus growing up, but God pursued me. And so today... I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you, parents. I want you to turn your palm towards heaven. Lord, I thank you. You see these parents. They are here today. And we are surrendering our children to you, whether our children are still under our roof or our children have grown up, whether our children are walking with you or they are maybe not walking with you right now. But God, we thank you that you can redeem. We thank you that you love our children. We thank you a lot that the Bible says that you can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Lord, we thank you a lot that you are in our midst, oh God, that you are the Lord, our God. There is no other. And your word says, my people shall never be put to shame. So God, we thank you, O Lord, that our children will be all be safe and walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in love. This is the kind of God we have. As parents, we want to model to our children what it means to be growing in our spiritual walk. It's not too late. It's not too late to start now. It's not too late to tell our kids, you know what? We haven't really done things right in the past, but from now on, we're going to make church a priority. I'm, I'm sorry we have put God in the back seat, but... From now on, we must put God first. Our household shall serve the Lord and do what it takes to grow spiritually together. Together, we are going to grow together. Spiritual growth must be evident. Our children must see that we are making an effort to grow. Our children are not looking for perfection. Our children don't expect us to be perfect. But when we are making an effort to grow, they appreciate it. I promise you. Last point. 
spiritual growth is cultivated in a connect group. Matthew 28, 18 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, I have been a Christian for 20 years before coming to Awaken. But it is here at Awaken that I learned what it truly means to be a disciple and to make disciples. Jesus commanded us to make disciples and to teach them how to live according to His Word. But before we can teach, we must first learn, right? We must first be a disciple. Here at Awaken, our leaders have created the perfect environment to fulfill the Great Commission. When someone walks into the church and receives Jesus as his Lord and Savior, we don't just leave you there. We take you by the hand and, and share with you, oh, next step, next step. You must sign up for DNA and join a connect group. We don't want you to be alone. What we want to do life with you. It's the same for everyone. It's the same for everyone. Even if you are a global superstar, it's the same. Even if Taylor Swift walked into church today, we're not going to give her the mic and say, here, you can sing now. No, we're going to tell Taylor Swift, here, Taylor Swift, Sign up for DNA and join the Connect group. <laughs> the pressing question, the pressing question a man always asks is, what is God's purpose in my life? How do you know what God's purpose in your life is, right? And I'll tell you today, it's simple. It's not rocket science. First of all, you need to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And then after that, sign up for DNA and join the Connect Group. Sign up for DNA and join the Connect Group. It's not rocket science. As I look across the room today, I see, I see so many people that I've had the privilege to be disciple under. And I see, I'm proud to say that I see some of you that I have discipled too. Let's do it. Let's not get stuck in a place. Let's grow together. Let's do it. Don't stay stuck. Do we want our lives to be better? Right? We can be better. Find your community. I want to end by showing you my people. I want to, I want to end with you by showing you a glimpse of what Connect can be. These are the girls in my connect group. These are my people. These are the people who can tell me the spinach stuck in my teeth, you know? <laughs> yeah, these are people that I love, that I pray with, and I laugh with, and I cry with. And the next picture, they are the men in our connect We go to a family connect group. They are, these are the men in our connect group. They go to emerge together. They keep each other accountable. And then the next picture we have, the, okay, it's supposed to be a birthday celebration, but you can't see the cake, it's at the bottom. And then we celebrate birthdays together, we love on each other. Just look at the food, look at the food. I would go to Connect Group just for the food, you know? Yeah, right, they are the hiking Connect Group to get fit together. And there's the volleyball connect group to get healthy together, the fun connect group. And then uh, our connect group, I guess we just get fat together. 
Okay, next picture. <laughs> okay, we celebrate your wins. We pray for you when you are down, but we celebrate with your wins. When you win, we celebrate. So Jordan Creed, he got promoted to U.S. Navy chief, and we and we made him we made him this bizarre trophy. We call it the Beast Mode Award. Beast mode. Yeah, and then the next picture. Oh, and then we celebrate milestones in your life. When you have a baby, we set up the meal train. We love on you. Um, yeah, so do I have another picture or that's it? Oh, okay, this one. Our children learn to serve. Our children learn to learn to serve people in a connect group. So this was a rainy day, and our kids were out with umbrellas, helping to walk people in. I love connect group. All in all, connect is a wonderful, wonderful place for us to grow. If you're not in a connect group, you're missing out big time. You're missing out big time, and your children are missing out too. I'm sorry to say. Let's do it. Today can be the day. Today is the day. We are going to sign up for Connect Group. We have, we have the donuts. We have the tables. We have the Connect leaders. Can I ask the Connect leaders in the green t-shirts to stand up, please? So these, these are our rock stars, the rock stars of our church. They will be outside to answer your questions. They will be outside to answer your questions. If you have any questions about Connect Group, or you can text Join the Connect to 55525. I'm going to end by, by praying. Lord, we thank you that you want us to be in community, that you expect us to be our brother's keeper. Lord, we thank you that we recognize that we are better together that we can grow together. Help us to be that friend who is closer than a brother. Help us to be a blessing to one another, that we may reflect your glory. We may bring heaven on earth with the relationships that we have with one another. Your word says, love one another, that by this, the world will know that we are your disciples. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.